Welcome back, Bucket Busters. I'm your host, the glorious, notorious, Tim Johnson. And this is the Busted Bucket Podcast. Locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, city of bridges, Stumptown PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me today is my co-host, Blazer Ben. Blazer Ben, how you living, man? Bingo, bango, bongo, Blazer fans. We're living it in the summertime. Yeah, buddy. Still in a little bit of this heat wave right now. It's feeling good, though, man. I got to tell you. Uh, Oof, today, today was beautiful. Today was beautiful. A little on the cooler side, but, man, I am loving this 80, like mid to high 80 degree weather. Agreed. Chilling Agreed. outside with a nice Pacifico in my hand. I love it. <laughs> now... What we got today, we're going to discuss uh, what's going on with uh, game one of the finals that we just watched last night. This is a show recording on Wednesday evening. Uh, we're going to talk about some trade speculations. Um, we're going to, of course, we're going to end the show with props. But first, a word from our sponsor. Get a little more out of watching NBA games with Daily Fantasy. Every Norman Pell drive. Nurkic rebound or Dame game winner means so much more when you're playing with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. It's the McGregor vs. Poirier rubber match. Get in on the action now. Download the DraftKings app and use promo code TBPN for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code TBPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Now, Tuesday night, we watched uh, what I think was actually a fantastic game between the Suns and, and the Bucks. Um, you know, going into the game, we weren't sure if we were going to see Giannis. Um, l- luckily, we did because, man, I got to say, um, I'm not so sure the Bucks would have made it even close if, if he hadn't have played. Um, but I got to say, like, the one thing, the one thing I saw... And the one thing that impressed me was uh, Chris Paul was not about to lose that game. That dude, I, I even tweeted this out. I said, uh, Chris Paul is either going to win this game or he's going to be carried out on his shield. Because that's what it felt like to me. And that's a 300 reference for those of you who don't know. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch the movie. It's a great movie. Um, but, man, CP3, I mean, that guy is looking like he's turned back the clock, looking like injuries aren't even phasing him. Blazer Ben, I got to know what, what what your take was on this game because I thought it was phenomenal. I, tell me what you thought. Yeah, man, it looks like his rookie year, you know, early years playing back in New Orleans, you know, even his, you know, heyday years in uh, uh, Houston, man. But, yeah, I, I totally support you on that. He's going to go out, you know, whether he gets injured or not, he's going to play right through that, and we're not going to know. You know, I was watching the game, and CP3 went to the bench, and they were talking about some ligament strain or tear in his arm or something like that. And, and the trainer comes over to him, and the camera goes straight to him. And then a towel boy comes over, and the trainer's, like, waving the towel boy to hold up a towel so they, that we can't see what's going on. And I'm like, well, what is going on underneath that towel? Like, we, we understand he's got an injury going on. ACP3, yeah. he's going to come back out and just continue his tear that he was on. And what did he do? He came back out and continued on that tear in that second half, leading the Suns like a true leader does. You know, it was just incredible to see. I love seeing CP3. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of CP3, you know, even, even when he's, you know, not 
playing destroying the, the blazers or, or destroying <laughs> the blazers you know cp3 is a good dude i appreciate what he's doing you know it's cliff from state farm you know can't can't forget about that guy he's got an alter <laughs> ego yeah but. man uh I, i'm a big fan of, of chris paul he's he's like the prototypical point guard you want on your team for sure um uh, you know, I, I got to say he ended the game with 32 points and nine assists. I mean, that's that's like Dane in numbers, 37 right? I mean, minutes. That's, I mean, that's pretty crazy. Um, just just going down the the box score real quick. You know, Book had 27 points. Uh, Aiton came in. I mean, he was he had a dominating performance. 22 points and nine boards. 19 Holy boards. Or, I'm sorry, 19 boards. I said nine, didn't? It? 19 boards holy cow man like like that's so impressive to me like i couldn't even spit out the numbers right 22 and 19 that's like that's that's what you want from a big man like you can't you can't Wait, even let me stop you let me stop you real quick deandre Ayton is 22 years old too ridiculous yeah i don't ridiculous. mean to ruin your flow on that i just had to point out deandre Ayton is 20 two years old born in 1998 so he's got no nothing but you know i mean the sky's the green limit. fields ahead of him yeah the sky's the limit for that guy i mean that i will say that if chris paul can continue um playing the way he's playing for the next couple years like and, and if they can bring in you know once he's ready to hang up his his you know quote-unquote cleats if you will um if they can bring in a decent point guard like you're talking dynasty at this point like they are looking really good i mean top notch man um but but you know you had uh bridges coming in with an extra 14 points but you know on the other side of the ball for the bucks i gotta say i was impressed with middleton uh 29 points seven boards but in the fourth quarter i don't know if you saw this or not but that dude looked gassed. Yeah, he was throwing up a lot of shots, though, contested shots that were going in. Uh, a lot of those, you know, damn shots you see there, you're just like, how'd that just go in? You yeah. Know, Middleton had a little stroke going on in that fourth quarter. He was the only one keeping their head above water Yeah. Know, as the game went on. Well, yeah, I mean, Middleton and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Bryn Forbes hit a couple of uh, clutch buckets as well to keep them in the game. But I will say... Uh, I I would anticipate the Bucks uh, playing a little more Giannis at the five because it seemed like when they played Giannis at the five they started to catch up a bit. Um, you know Giannis. Uh, let, I mean, let's talk about his stats real quick. He had 20 points and 17 boards, looking like DeAndre Ayton out there. <laughs> uh, you know he had day when you referenced to DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> yeah. You know what though? I will say going into the game as i referenced before we weren't sure what we were going to see or even if we were going to see Giannis out there with with his hyperextended knee and whatnot but you know i gotta say watching him out there doesn't look like it's bothering him what did you see ben uh i saw that chase down block he did uh in the was it the third or fourth quarter like lebron did his, back his in the lebron finals. block yeah yeah, yeah they, they quoted as a lebron block <laughs> uh he didn't look like he was ne had a nagging injury at all but you know probably deep down that knee was probably strained and hurting him bad you know with yeah. that extra little jolt and effort that he had to put in on that play uh but you know like like you said with cp3 he's gonna go down on his shield if need be i think Giannis is probably gonna do the same thing right now 
But, Absolutely. You know, Giannis has got a lot more of his career ahead of him. So, you know, he does have to weigh risk versus reward, too. Right. I mean, here's the thing. The Suns beat him 118 to 105. And honestly, with with the exception of a, a couple of times that the Bucks got it close, I mean, with, you know, within single digits, this game was the Suns game all the way through. Yeah. Next game, if we see the same thing, I'm going to say Giannis, you know, that's definitely something he's got to consider. But, you know, if the Bucks come out and take it to the Suns on the, in, the, in uh, tomorrow's game, um, I, I think Giannis has to lay it all out on the line. I mean, you tie up the series. It, it starts over at that point, if you ask me. Um, you got you to gotta lay everything out there. I mean, this is this – is, you're not going to get this opportunity – very often uh you know with these kind of teams like these small market teams right because normally you're going up against you know these superstar teams like the nets or the or the lakers and whatever but you know i i i I think if if the suns take it to them you might see Giannis uh kind of dialing it back a little bit maybe not Putting as much uh, nah, as many man, effort the NBA plays out finals, there. Finals, man, no way. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying he's gonna dial it back in re, in in respect to like, you know, not putting up his, you know, 22 or excuse me, that was eight and 20 points and 17 boards. I mean, he's he's still gonna get his. He's still gonna be, you know, arguably the best player on the court. But you know, as far as his injury is concerned, I think I think he's gonna maybe uh, keep that in the back of his mind a little more so than if they tie up the game, the, the series. Yeah. I mean, there was a big free throw discrepancy, you know, 26 to 16. And the foul discrepancy wasn't too large either. You know, if the Bucks had 18 fouls and the, the Suns had 14. That just shows you that the, the Suns were the more aggressive team. So, you know, they were making their fouls count as they were drives to the hoop and results to free throws. You know, they almost had, a I think, an NBA record, almost going 26 for 26 until Jay Crowder, uh, missed his final free throw in the final <laughs> 0.3 seconds of the game or something like that for the, the Suns to go 25 and 26. But like I said, the, the more aggressive team was the Suns this game. They were getting fouled on drives versus getting fouled off the ball like the Bucks were getting fouled. And those are, you know, not resulting into points, you know, just resulting into a dead ball play in. So, you know, the, the Suns dominated in that sense. And, and, and if they play like they played in the first game, this I mean, I'm going to go Suns in four, man. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I West Coast team, you got to go. You got to go with the Suns, right? I mean, I I wanted Milwaukee to make it this far. That's where my heart was. But but honestly, I want to see the Suns win. You know, I, again, like I got a soft spot in my heart for for CP3. You know, I think the the guy's got a uh kind of a, a bum career when it comes to the playoffs just because of injuries, really. Nothing that's really his fault. Uh, so, you know, as far as who I want to win, definitely the Suns. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Either way, I think it's going to be a, a fun series, regardless if it's four games or seven. I think you're going to see a lot of amazing plays. I mean, one of the one of the things I wanted to, to mention is is how effective the screen and roll is for for Aiton and CP3. Aiton, it seems like Aiton can get whatever he wants on that. And then, you know, that, I, I think that also added to the, the, the fouls, you know, the free throw shots that, that you were talking about. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, hopefully, hopefully it's Suns in four. <laughs> Suns in four, maybe five. 
maybe five yeah i mean that honestly like my my prediction would be sons and five realistically what what you got man i got that's i said it i'll say it again man sons and four maybe five all right right on well uh you know i i don't have much more for finals i'm excited to see what what uh comes with the second game um but you know we got something else to talk about here (laughs) <laughs> a lot of a lot of stuff going on uh, in in Blazer World when uh, Dame was recently spotted with uh, LeBron James kicking it with LeBron, man. What do you what do you think about that? What do what do you, what do you take there's away nothing, from that? There's nothing, man. LeBron was already there. They were watching a WNBA game in Vegas. You know, if you watch the video, LeBron's there sitting. You know, Dame comes in. Uh, they give their high fives and whatnot. Of course, people take pictures, so they didn't come together. They weren't there, you know, building a, a dynasty with the Lakers. You know, none of that. No. It's just people wanting to, to fulfill the hype of Dame and LeBron being together. It's just you don't, I don't read into it in the least. You don't think Bron's recruiting? I mean, he has what, a history. I mean, what's he going to do? The Lakers have nobody to give us. I mean, nothing. We're not going to take Caruso and Kuzma. Absolutely not. <laughs> and uh, as Charles Barkley says, I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, you got a good point, man. You got a good point. I mean, and anyone aside from from James and Davis, so it's a it's a bum deal there. Um, nah, nah. And, and, and you know, to to top that off, we've got a we got a quote from Neil O'Shea saying Dame doesn't want to leave Portland. He wants to retire a Trailblazer. He's expressed that to the stakeholders. So I mean. You know, I've got I got so many people texting me saying Dame's leaving, Dame's gone, he's hanging out with with James, he's he's gonna be a Laker, blah blah blah. Look, man, we we've talked about this. I mean, to its extent, right? Like Dame isn't going anywhere. Dame is too loyal. He wants to be here. With the you know, with the exception of maybe a trade scenario where Neil O'Shea just totally screws us all over (laughs) i i don't i don't see dame going anywhere yeah no dame's not going anywhere he's in vegas for team usa anyways man the practices just started they're gonna do their exhibition games here soon so you know it's not like he was you know invited to vegas to check the WNBA game and hang out with lebron that's just not what it was he was there for business and business only with team usa you know right but you know this this leads into a lot of trade speculation you see the rumor mills going on the internet you know and so then i'm just gonna throw out here a couple trades i see you know in in the rumor in the hype mail in the in the what if you know clutchpoints.com first trade clippers paul george for dame straight up that's so bad yes or no hell no that's so bad you're gonna you're gonna trade Dame Lillard, who's the clutchest player, maybe even in NBA history, besides maybe Larry Bird. You're gonna trade him for a for playoff P? Yeah, he's improved no. a little bit, but come on, come on, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Next, right? And Paul George <laughs> on his what seventh team? You know? Yeah, come on. The guy can't build any roots and, and get going anywhere, man. Right. Next, please. What's the next one you yeah. got for us? Well, the next one is a far-fetched one because it's the Timberwolves. Dame's okay. not going to the Timberwolves, you know, if it's not dependent on it. But here's the speculated trade. The Timberwolves trade Anthony Edwards, rookie from last year, yep. Jarrett Culver, 
and Ricky Rubio for Lillard. I mean, obviously it's not happening, but I mean, <laughs> the prospect of having Anthony Edwards on this team would be sweet. But the problem is I'd want to see Anthony Edwards side by side with Dame. Like if this was a trade for CJ, absolutely. In a heartbeat, I would do this trade. Nobody else would. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Edwards is just, he's 19 years old. He's 6'4", 225 pounds. How many 6'4 players do we have on our team, man? You know, yeah, that but, doesn't but, fulfill but us Anthony, in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, but Anthony Edwards is so explosive, man. Like, that guy, I personally, I think, give him three, four years, he's light years better than CJ. Maybe not at creating a shot, because CJ is still one of the one of the best shot creators. I mean, his handles are so crazy, man. Um, but I, I that that would be intriguing to me if it was for CJ. Um, definitely not for Lillard. Next. Oh, apparently Anthony Edwards, just Newswire, ESPN reporting, Anthony Edwards had a uh, ankle sprain while playing uh, in a Team USA practice. Just FYI. So nah, injury prone. Just Who a knows? sprain. The jury's it's it's out. one sprain. One sprain. Anyway. Come on. Here's the next one. The next Another one. far-fetched one. The other L.A. team down there. Um, I think they're the Lakers, right? Um, yeah, the ones, the ones that didn't make the playoffs. Anthony Davis for Damian Lillard. I mean, as far as trade value is concerned, that's probably the closest that you've mentioned so far. Uh, I think if, if as far as, you know, getting back what you're giving, I think that's, that's the closest, but... I don't think it's not going to happen. <laughs> Lakers aren't giving up Davis. Um, Braun's not going to give up Davis for Lillard. Um, and, and and Davis coming coming to Portland, as as fun as that would be, does not make the Blazers better because you're losing you're losing Lillard, man. Like you can't lose Dame. That's that's the whole that's the whole point. You can't lose Dame. Dame is off the table. If he leaves, if he leaves, you start over. You start from ground zero. You start over. You gut the team, top to bottom. Start over. Yeah, I, I don't see it. I mean, these these rumors that people are even publishing uh, on their websites. It's just like, is it really worth a read? Like, what no. are we reading into? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Absolutely not, man. You got another one for us, or is that it? Yeah. Well, there's a Celtics one. Um, it is. I was going to try to throw this in the trade machine to see if this was even uh, feasible. Mm-hmm. But the Celtics would trade us Marcus Smart, Tristan Thompson, Robert Williams, Peyton Pritchard, Oregon boy, Romeo Langford, and one, two, three, four, five first-round picks all the way through 2026. I, I mean, feel like that's a lot of garbage. I mean, here's here's the thing: the Celtics' picks aren't worth much. They're in the playoffs, right? They're, I mean, the, the, chances are, especially with Dame on the team, they're going to be in the playoffs every year. So you're going to get, you know, out right outside of the lottery. But we're going to be in the same spot, the same position we've been in for the last nine years. So, does it make sense? Probably not. No. Does it get you a lot of picks? Does it get you a lot of uh, uh, mo- a lot more trade options? Maybe. 
this gets you that that if you wanted to blow up the team and rebuild if Lillard leaves, that gets you all those draft picks. It gets you a lot of picks, but but there you're not guaranteed to get a high pick with any of those picks, man. No. Like what what's what's the what's the the latest uh first round pick that that they're offering like 20 2026 or something? Yeah, 2022, 24. I mean maybe by 26. Maybe by 20 year actually. Maybe by 2026 you can, uh, if if you don't package all those picks for a higher pick, maybe 26 gets you a, a decent pick, you know, a lottery yeah. pick. But yeah, that doesn't make any sense, man. Yeah, and so. and that's that's kind of far fetched. Uh, all but, of them are, man. All absolutely. Of them are. I mean, the only only feasible trades we see out there right now would be CJ for Ben Simmons. Yeah, which and you know I would, I, I, I gotta, would pull the trigger. Oh, absolutely, I would do that in a heartbeat. A lot of people want to want to talk about. Uh, you know his lack of offense or consistency or whatever but you know the bottom line is you're not bringing him in to score you're bringing him in for his defense you're bringing him in because he's freaking 610 6'11 he's a point forward i mean the the guy plays phenomenal defense it's, it's we have something scorers. yeah absolutely that's something that the blazers have been missing for for gosh a long time i'll just leave it at that a long time yes sir yes sir but yeah, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, we still got some time before the season starts to see if there are going to be any any moves. Uh, you know, Olshay has assured everyone that there will not be any moves, but we'll see. You know, sometimes he says one thing, does another. Again, this is just Neil Olshay's world. We're just living in it. <laughs> so recently, we've talked about the head coach shakeup with us hiring Chauncey Billups. But let's talk about another Portland legend, Ime Udoka. Talking, you know, speaking about the Boston Celtics, Ime Udoka has just got the head coaching spot with the Boston Celtics. And who is he bringing on to join him as his assistant coach? Damon Mighty Mouse Stoudemire. What do you think about that, Ben? Yes, sir, man. I'm glad to see Ime, you know, finally getting getting the head coaching nod you know li- you know lived under greg popovich's shadow and other co- coaches uh, as an assistant you know he was a hard worker you know nose to the grindstone player you know always doing the dirty work that other people didn't want to do and it's good to see his basketball skills and analytics and whatnot and his smarts up to a head coaching job right now you know and especially with boston he's got a lot of good parts to work with in boston with tatum and brown and Pritchard, you know, and Marcus Smart, and even Taco Fall, man. I mean, come on. I, I'm just glad to see him getting his due um, and get becoming a head coach, you know, putting in his long hours, his work, you know, as the assistant to become the man of the hour, you know, and then to bring on Damon. Damon Stoudemire to join him as an assistant, man. I love it, man. I keep, keep it in the Portland the loop. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, it's always I've always been a fan of Ime Yudoka. Uh, he's he's a guy that's easy to root for. He's one of those blue collar athletes where, you know, he he didn't have an easy route. He he took the hard way to get to where he is, but he just did it through hard work and determination, man. I mean, when he was drafted, I, I think he was drafted. Maybe he was a free agent uh, pickup by the Blazers, but he was an older rookie, basically, right? I mean, he was. Gosh, I want to say he was either late 20s or maybe even 30 when he was drafted or uh, when he was brought into the league. Um, 
could we just say his partner's Nia Law? Eh? Right on. Good for him. Yeah. I just had to bring <laughs> that up, you know. He's been with Nia Long since 2010. Good for him, man. Yeah, man. I mean, he's... The, the thing about Yudoka is he's he's another one of those guys that you can tell is loyal. Um, and he'll give you everything he's got. And, uh, you know, it's 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 nice to see him get the shine he deserves. And I hope he's he's incredibly successful with Boston. And to bring Damon Stoudemire on, on as his assistant, I think that's great, man. I mean, we haven't seen Damon in the limelight for quite some time. I, I can't remember who he was coaching for um, recently, but it, was it high school or college? It had to be college, right? Uh, I, can, I can't Stoudemire? recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was coaching uh, somebody. Was he? He was. He was. He was a head coach somewhere. But it, I mean, regardless, it's it's nice to see uh, Pacific Pacific College. There it is. Yep. Yes. It's yeah, nice he's been to there see for, uh, five years. It's nice to see Damon get get a, a chance to, you know, show his worth as an assistant. And who knows? Maybe, maybe some some year down the road, uh, Damon comes to Portland to coach the Blazers. That'd be pretty pretty dope. Yeah, I think Ime was from the D League back when there was a D League. Oh, there we go. He, he went through the ranks of the D League up and then got called up, I believe. Right on. Yeah, I mean, he's like I said, he's just one of those blue collar athletes that just put in the work and and finally you know made the most of of the time that he got um but you know what we actually just got um an update about 30 or 40 minutes ago from shams that said uh the blazers have narrowed down their assistance uh assistant coach search to three candidates it seems like uh those three being Vinny del negro scotty brooks and lionel hollins what, what do you make of this, Ben? I mean, you know, with any head coach shakeup, unfortunately, the assistants fall in line with that, too, most of the time. Uh, Agreed. And these three lead candidates are all former head coaches in the NBA. So, you know, I don't feel you can go wrong in either way. You know, Lionel Hollins used to coach Memphis and Brooklyn. Vinny Del Negro coached. He also uh, won Bulls. the championship here in Portland. He did. He did. He did. Yeah. Portland, Portland man. You know, if you want to bring someone, uh, I mean, I could see them hiring Lionel to erase that little shadow that's cast on, uh, Chauncey, uh, Chauncey right now. Yeah. You know, wasn't, wasn't he the original L train? Pretty sure I that was his name. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then Scotty Brooks, you know, Scotty Brooks is the most tenured out of all that, uh, group for coaching you know play with our coach for okc and he's one who's coached you know some big heads like kevin durant and russell westbrook john so, wall you know he he might be yeah with washington he might be able to be the one that you know can you know lead the the star players lillard and whoever we the star player on our team yeah true <laughs> true 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 uh but you know i like those three coaching candidates for the lead assistant uh sad to see some of terry stutz go like nate tibbets and dale osborne mm-hmm. um and whatnot people that put in good time here that were good player uh, good coaches so you know but if that i'm gonna go with lionel hollins like i said just keep it with the in the trailblazers ring yeah, I, I I think I'd be happy with with either of, of those three. Um, my my front runners would be Hollins or Scotty Brooks. I mean, I I, I like the idea of having Scotty Brooks, who uh, 
has has been a head coach for a while and has coached the likes of of you know those three we had mentioned earlier. Um, I, again, I I don't think you go wrong. I think you're right. I don't think you go wrong with any of these candidates, and and the fact that they were all head coaches, that's amazing to me. I mean, obviously they can do the job. Um, hopefully they don't butt heads too much with Chauncey, but. You know, let's 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 hope for one of those three for sure. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, and, and just and just uh, uh, while we're on coaching, can I just shout out Nick McMillan, man? Yeah, he, he got was, that extension uh, with the Hawks. He was yeah, he was released from the Pacers last year. Yep. You know, brought into the Hawks as the assistant, and was the interim after they released their coach, and then just signed a contract to remove the interim label from him. And keep him with the franchise going forward, you know. So I gotta ask just, you though, Ben. I gotta yeah. ask you, like, like with all that, would you, hypothetically speaking, if he was in the running uh, before we hired Chauncey, would you have wanted McMillan back? No, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if there are a lot of coaches that have coached the same team twice. Um, Mm-hmm. Not too versed in, in coaching in that sense, but I, I feel like a lot of teams don't hire people that have been their coaches before. Well, I mean, putting putting that aside though, I mean, you you personally, would you would you want McMillan back? I like Nate. I like Nate better than Mo Cheeks. Oh, you'd be a you fool know? not to. But but still, I mean, you know, he wasn't. It's kind of the same situation that Stotts was in. At the end of his career here in in Portland, you know, uh, he was kind of uninspired, not very creative. I mean, it's kind of the same stuff that that yeah, we had said and heard back routine. then. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like you know, maybe they've been here too long, sort of deal. Um, I don't know, man. Like that's it's it's an interesting proposition, you know, hypothetical situation that I've thought about. That uh, you know, I, I'm not so so sure that I would want McMillan back. Not saying he's the reason for Brandon's knees degenerating, because obviously he's not. But you know, maybe if yeah. Brandon had a little more Nate help, McMillan he could squeeze out a few more years. Of, yeah, Nate McMillan <laughs> didn't te- tear the cartilage out of his knees, man. You know? just, I'm just saying, man. Like, that was part like of, if yeah. he had a little more help, if we had, you know, a little uh, a little more than just three offensive plays. What maybe... about Brandon Roy coming in as the head coach? Does Brandon even want to associate himself with Portland right now? I mean, ever since he left, we haven't heard a peep, right? Who knows? I mean, he's what is he coaching? Uh, Garfield High School. Yeah, right? Garfield High School. That's where that's where he went, right? I'm not sure where he went to high school. Maybe, yeah. but you know, I I don't. I would not want to bring Brandon in as the head coach right now. No. Huh? No. Not not in the state that this team is in. You know Greg Gunn's an assistant? That I did not know. Speaking of. Where with, at? Uh, he's, he's like a player's coach. For like a big uh, three? The big three uh, league? Ohio State. Shut up. Because they, they brought him back as an assistant so he could finish his degree. I'm not sure if he's still there. Uh, but I think it was last year. That's awesome. Blazer uh, Ben dropping like a, some like knowledge. A, he was like a player coach. Greg a, a player Odin a player yeah, coach. Uh, okay. Not sorry, not a player. Uh, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure his eligibility uh, ran out. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean he looks like he's 75 now. 
Oh, he looked like he was 65 when he was playing for him. Uh, athletic advisor with the team. Golly Willikers, that's why. Golly Willikers, okay. <laughs> uh, no, that's interesting. I had not heard that. I had not heard that at all. But, you know, uh, regardless of all that, it'll be interesting to see who the Blazers bring in as their assistant uh, to uh, Chauncey. Again, I don't think you go wrong with either either one of those candidates. Uh, feel free, by the way, feel free to chime in on Twitter uh, with what you guys think. Uh, again, that's at Busted Bucket. Let us know. Moving in to our final segment, though. That is giving props. Now, giving props is, I mean, basically the definition is just giving applause or kudos to a person, place, or event. Now, Ben, I've got uh, I've got three props for you today. Um, let's let's kick it off with the first one here. Chad Ochocinco Johnson was recently in Portland and left a thousand dollar tip at, at IHOP. Now, the caveat here is he also left a little note at the bottom of the receipt that said, "Back in the day, he beat Dame in a game of one on one at the YMCA." Blazer Ben. I want to know. <laughs> Do you give this props? Uh, I give props for Chad Johnson for leaving a $1,000 tip at IHOP in Portland. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I mean, there's probably not a lot of $1,000 tips coming into that Portland IHOP, uh, you know, in the past years probably. But, yep. you know, also that he claimed to beat Damian Lillard one-on-one. I know Chad Ochocinco, I'm surprised his head was able to fit through the building <laughs> of IHOP when he walked in. Um, and it surprised it fits in a lot of buildings when he walks in because he is full of himself. He is one of the most uh, overhyped players I have ever seen because he hypes himself up. He's the only he's the hype man for himself. But you know, to claim that he beat Damian Lillard one on one years ago, who knows, man? Who knows? Dame didn't even Dame didn't even react. He didn't even bat an eye. So, no props on that. No props. So so. Props for the tip, no props for the uh, for the little story. Uh, I will say, for me to give him props for that little note he left, I would need Dame to corroborate this story. Uh, so I'm with you, Ben. Uh, big props for the $1,000 tip at a freaking IHOP. Of all places to eat, as Chad Ocho Cinco, IHOP. That's ridiculous. I'll give him Correct. props for eating at an IHOP. That's, that's kind of yeah. dope. Well, can he you, probably stopped there on his way to Eugene, man. He was yeah, yeah, sure, maybe. See his, see his kid uh, track and field. Sure, I'm. You know, I'm just saying, like, like Ocho Cinco eating at a, a stinking IHOP. That's that's kind of cool, man. Can you imagine being the the server if they even remembered who Chad Ocho Cinco was? Probably not. Probably. I mean, I would guess the server probably not. is probably 18, 19. Either, either, it can go either side. It can, it can run the gamut here. It can be a you know, 18, 19-year-old kid, or it could be like a 65-year-old <laughs> woman who's been there since they opened, right? <laughs> but, hey, that's, oh, I'll give him props for the tip. No props for the story. Moving on to our second props. Former Oregon quarterback Marcus Mariota recently married his longtime girlfriend, Blazer Ben. Do you give yeah, this man. props? Yeah, I give that props, man. It's always good to see, you know, someone from, uh, you could say hometown because he played at Oregon. Sure. You know, doing good in life and marrying his his girlfriend that he's been with since college, you know. In Hawaii. A lot of, yeah, yeah, in Hawaii, too. You know, one of his former teammates, uh, 
uh, from the Titans posted some photos on Instagram. Logan Ryan. Um, dude, the guys just look happy, man. Mariota's there in Hawaii. He's got his flowers around his neck. You know, Logan's got his... Uh, what's he wearing, man? I'm not quite sure what he's wearing. Uh, I don't think it's safe to uh, mention what he's wearing. Uh, what it looks like to me. <laughs> anywho. What? Anywho, yeah. moving I on. <laughs> yeah. I will give him props as well. That's really cool. You got to give love props, right? So yes, third man. and final segment, we got Joey Chestnut. Recently broke his previous record at Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Contest eating, drumroll please, 76 dogs and buns in 10 minutes. Blazer Ben, do you give this props? Absolutely, man. This is one of the highlights of the 4th of July weekend, the Nathan's Famous <laughs> Hot Dog Eating Competition. You know, finally coming back with a crowd this year. I watched it. You know, Joey Chestnut was pumped because he had a crowd this year. Last year, they didn't. They did it crowdless, obviously, due to COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. I give props to the man for downing 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes with buns. That's so ridiculous. 76 that... hot dogs with buns. But, I... you know... I don't know if I've eaten 76 hot dogs in my entire life. True. Very true. <laughs> you know, and I I just want to point out that since I was watching it live, uh, ESPN broadcasting cut out, went blue screen on this live event at about the five minute mark and went to commercial. And they said it was a glitch with the local broadcasting company. So they were passing the buck. And then it cut back to about 45 seconds left. So he missed three minutes of a 10-minute competition, which is crazy. crazy that the worldwide leader in sports, ESPN, can't get a legit broadcast to broadcast a one-time-a-year event. I mean, I was streaming it on my Apple TV, so I was like, oh, crap, maybe it's my Apple TV yeah. that's, you know, something's wrong. No, it was ESPN. It was everybody that was watching it on cable, streaming it, whatever. I was just baffled. So props to Joey Chestnut. Breaking his record, down in 76 dogs. No props to ESPN for their horrible broadcasting of it. ESPN gets your stuff together, man. Right? Uh, look, man. Eating that many hot dogs and one, eating that many of anything, unless it's like sunflower seeds in one sitting, is nuts to me. So, you know, <laughs> professional, professional hot dog eaters are like, you know, these professional eating athletes whatever however you say it um they're they're kind of one of a kind man i i don't i don't know how you do it and not become seven thousand pounds yeah Um, that's the thing man none of them are like gigantic people you would think that you'd see them on the street and you'd be like oh that guy could eat 76 hot dogs i know man like people seeing me walking down the street would probably assume i could eat 76 hot dogs and it's just not the case yeah, I mean, the guy's 37 years old. He's 230 pounds. 230, that's it. You yeah. know, that's not a big dude for a six-foot guy, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's hot, there's there's eating competitions. There's, like, uh, pizza slice eating competitions. There's uh, oyster competition. There's eating competitions for everything Dang right that, now. That oyster competition sounds dangerous. Yeah, man, and there's probably like a, a ding dong and ho ho competition. So you know, <laughs> that's funny you mentioned that after eating oysters. Anyway, I will say <laughs> that uh, you know I I got You gotta give Joey Chestnut 
Chestnut. Joey Chestnut props. I give Joey Chestnut props. That's pretty impressive, man. Uh, 76 dogs and buns in 10 minutes. Unbelievable. Blazer Ben, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you for always coming on and joining me. It's it's always my pleasure. So thank you for joining today. Thank you. Thank you. Big shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network and especially you, our listeners, our Twitter followers, everyone that 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 makes this show so enjoyable to do. Uh, thank you, Bucket Busters. Uh, again, you make it so easy to keep stepping up to this mic. And with that, Blazer Ben, please see us out, my man. And that's a wrap for this episode, Blazer fans. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Remember to stay safe out there, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.